Hi, this is Jake. And Jeremy. And you're listening to Loving This Concept. Did you know, and I just found this out today, that series of unfortunate events, the second series is on Netflix. Already? It literally just dropped today. <gasps> I heard people talking about it in one of the break rooms. Yes. And I need to watch it now. Did you know? I didn't, I didn't know. know. I knew it was coming soon, but I didn't know. I didn't know it was now. coming today. That's I'm exciting. Shocked. I love those books. They're my favorite. I read those when I was in, uh, like, Ninth or tenth grade. So one of my friends was really into it, and so I started reading it. I read the first book. I didn't read any of the other ones. Oh, but they're so good. I have all He's of them. Good. They're literally sitting right here. You could read them anytime, anytime you want. I know, but maybe then, over the next couple of weeks, even. But also, my Twilight books are yeah, but right why would there. You read and I could garbage. Go read those. Why would you read garbage when you could read art? Two thousands art. Two thousands art. And not this garbage. It should How burn. dare you? Where's my whips book? One of my books. Oh, it's, it's down there. Far away. I got nervous for a second. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. It is episode two. Yay. We uh had a nice long day at work. Well one of us did. I did not. Hate you. <laughs> but I got to run errands. It's also um a very special day for me because Today is Brody's birthday. Brody's birthday. He is three years old, and he went from the smallest cat I had ever seen in my life as a kitten to quite possibly the biggest cat I have ever seen in my life. I was talking to um, Liz the other day about cats. And the musical. Yes, the musical, Meet and about just about night. cats. And she was telling me about her cats, and she was like, "Yeah, my cat is so fat." And I was like, "So is Brody and Poncho." Brody is and not she was, fat. Yes, they're both fat. They're oh. chubby boys. And you know, we're like talking about how fat our cats are, and then she mentioned something about like fourteen pounds, how much her cat is, and I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh! You want to talk about fat cats? Last time Poncho was weighed, he was twenty pounds." And she was like, 20? I was like, yes, he's a small dog. He is. He's a petite lap panther. So is Brody. Brody's pretty heavy, too. That's because Brody... He's heavier than Poncho. He's probably 22 pounds. Brody is a miniature mountain lion. Yes. With some puma traits. With some puma. <laughs> a a pint-sized puma. So, like, um, I was talking to her about that, and just, I was like, you've never seen a fat cat until you've seen Poncho. Yeah. Oh, Pancho's gonna be nine next year. Oh, he's he's almost so in double digits. Old. So is Brody. Brody's only three. Yeah, he's like turning like thirty now in cat years or something. He's it's like twenties, like twenties. So 30s. he's he's like the same age as we are. Yes, Brody is our age. <laughs> it's funny because they're both so big, but then George just has stayed tiny. Forever. And will be tiny forever. I'm interested to see where Mason lands. I think he's going to stay about that size. You think he's going to be that small? I don't think he's going to get any bigger. And if he does, it's going to be like a late growth spurt like Brody. Where one day, he'll just explode. (laughs) We'll go to bed and he's like... Tiny and sweet. He's four inches long and then we'll wake up in the morning and he's like three feet. You're like, how did you get so big, sir? He'll be the size of a husky. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) It's possible. It is possible. 
possible. Um, okay, so last week we were kind of like struggling with like some things to talk about. Yeah. And I came prepared with some topics. That's some good. topical topics. I'm good at commentary. I, um, I'm. I had a. I apologize. I am. How so dare you? Sorry, I just got an email. How dare you? Um, I am sorry because I had a very stressful day today. Mm-hmm. I had not one but two near panic attacks. A very intense doctor's appointment. A very intense doctor's appointment. So. I am a little frazzled and off my rocker, off my nerve. I'm pregnant. I am pregnant. The doctor confirmed it today. I am. With Cam and Michael's baby. Sweet dreams are made of these. So, um, I... Not really. We don't know Cameron at all. We would love to know Cameron. He's probably a very sweet person. We don't know him. I have a friend... Don't get... Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. I have a friend who knows Cameron. I was just talking to someone today... Who had sexual relations with a porn star? Like what? they met. I yes, they met on Tinder, and he thought this is not a real person. Like this is a fake profile, and they traded Snapchats, and they started snapping. And he's like, "Oh God, you're real!" And they did it oh. on the the hood of a car. Oh. I think I know who, you. You probably know exactly who I'm talking about because he's probably told you before. I can't disclose well. his name. But the name can't be spoken. Well, no, I don't know who it is, but I know somebody who's semi-dating a porn star. Oh, it's not that same person. Because you were telling me about that. Yeah. It's a different person. So you're going to be shocked when I finally tell you the name. Ugh, and is... I was so proud. I was literally so proud. And then I saw the pictures and I'm like, <gasps> yes. This is going to make the rest of this podcast torture because I want right. to know. But we respect our friends' privacy. Yeah. But um, I was like, I was super impressed. I was very impressed. Um, anyways, so um, on to, on to the, the topic that I want to talk about. Before we get to the topic, I want to give a shout out to Sarah because she subscribed to this podcast uh-huh. right in front of my very eyes. So, hey girl, uh-huh. hey. I love you. <laughs> Here we are talking about... Here we are. We're talking about <laughs> you talking now. About this is what happens when you tell us you're going to listen to our podcast and our watch our videos. Podcast. We're going to say something to you. <laughs> say something, say something. Okay. We um, love you. Back okay. to topics. So, this is kind of in line with what we are already talking about. So, there's... Stars? Not really, but I mean... Okay. So, we've been watching Sailor Moon. Yes. And we've been, like, you know, doing that. And... Every once in a while, Facebook generates ads, like, based off of your activity. As I don't the, know how it knows. It's like, it's like the eye of Sauron. Like, it's always yeah. watching, and it knows exactly what you're doing. How I don't like, dare I don't you? like Lord of the Rings, and I know how the reference. dare you use a Lord of the Rings reference when you don't even like okay, it? Okay, but I know it. I was forced to watch those movies. My parents forced me to watch them. Right. I was not allowed to not watch them. That's fair. Until they bought them on DVD. And then even then I couldn't escape it because my parents had surround sound. And they would blast it. Because they're it was, great movies. They're so, horrible movies. When the FBI agent listening to you through your phone hears that you're watching Sailor Moon, what do they do? Right? So they generated this ad and I want to check it out so bad. I'm trying to find it. It's um, it's on, what is that? Sticky Rice or something? Is that what it's called? The one where you can like, you can watch anime for... I think you have so. to pay for it. It's not sticky rice, but it's something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's something like that. Um, and it's, I'm going to look at it. Crunchy I'm, roll. Crunchy roll. That's what it is. It's I got called, 
Maho Shoujo Ore, which is about beautiful Baishonen women who, when they morphosize and use their magic powers, turn into these buff, masculine dudes in Baishonen dresses. I hate it. And I want to look at it so bad because I read a lot of really great and horrible things about it. I hate it <laughs> so And I wanted to bring much. it to your attention. No. Because when I feel will, like if when, I were a young kid and I saw something like that, it would totally make me gay. When will we say as a people we have gone too far? It's that. Oh my <laughs> God. That is... Doesn't it sound wonderful? And awful? It sounds wonderful. It does. And I need to check it out. Well, I guess that's going to be our new show that we start watching. <laughs> so we need to get Crunchyroll. Ah, uh, man. I don't know if we have to pay for that, but... I don't know either. I've known of Crunchyroll for years, and I've never actually used it, because I've always been scared of it in a weird way. Like, really? it's going to give me a virus or something. Hmm. But I use, people use it. I use a Mac now, so I don't have to worry you about those things. About viruses. I don't have to worry about viruses. Yeah. I'm virus-free. So we also not hope. what the doctor appointment was about. <laughs> we already said that the, you're pregnant. I'm pregnant. Um, speaking of doctors, it's a by boy. the way, um, the ringworm, ringworm scare. Hey, ringworm watch 2018. Yeah, so I almost it said, was. I nearly said ringworm watch 2016. Yes. I had to stop myself. Okay. So what's the status? So it was, unfortunately, ringworm, the which worms. is not actually a worm. It is not. It's a bacteria. It is a fungus. It's a bacteria fungus, and it still makes me angry to this day that someone was One week later. (laughs) Yes. That someone was like, I have this bacterial infection. I'm just going to... I'm just going to go in... Like, everything's normal. Like, I'm just going to go about my day. It doesn't matter who I infect. I'm going to give... I'm going to spread my gift. Poison with My poison arm. Like... Why would you do that to someone? My poison nap. But it, it was. It was. And I'm not happy about it. I'm kind of ashamed. I cried for a while. Cried a lot about it. But it's being t- it, it's gone now, pretty much. It's, it's just a scar. We're, you know what? We're here to reduce the stigma surrounding ringworm. <laughs> is that what we're here to do? <laughs> we are. It is not a worm. It is, it's literally on the same vein as um, athlete's foot. Which is still disgusting. It is, but it's just, it's a fungus that gets in the skin and it sets up camp. It's so gross, though. It's, it squats there and it doesn't pay rent. It just like trashes me. the place. Like me. Like me. But he definitely, you definitely got it from work because I didn't, I don't have it. Yeah. Who knows? And we share a bed. Mm. Oh, none of this Lucy Ricky nonsense for us. It certainly was not from you, or I don't know. It it's not like I'm rubbing myself on anyone, so. <laughs> that I mean, not we that know, I know of. of. I mean, maybe. Maybe <laughs> in the middle of the night, I just got up and, like, I went to the neighbor's house and was just like, hey, old Barbara, give me a ringworm. Why, Barbara? <laughs> Why, Barbara? <laughs> Why hey, Barbara, you want some ringworm? <laughs> yeah, daddy. <laughs> Hook me up with that worm. <laughs> Rub that ringworm all over my skin. That's so gross. Rub your scaly ringworm <laughs> up and down my body. I hate it. I despise it. Despise. Well, it's here to stay. <laughs> it's, um, I've discovered my true self in this moment. So that was a fun thing that happened this week, discovering that, that it actually was discovering ringworm. Oh, no. <laughs> my um, lifetime original movie. And then... 
The other thing that happened this week that I wanted to tell you about, because I literally have been saving this to talk to you about this. Um, so I ran, I was watching this video. I think Heidi Klum posted it and it was from Germany's next top model. Right. And, um, I don't think I'm ready for this. They're, they were doing all the models are like doing like a naked photo shoot. And so there was, it showed like different magazine covers and it was mostly in German. So I couldn't, I mean, it was all in German, so I couldn't really understand it. <laughs> it was all in German. It, wasn't like, it was all, because it's Germany's Next Top Model. So it's like showing these magazine covers of, you know, different, like, famous German models posing nude. And it was like, Ooh. but they're, like, tasteful nudes. It's not like they're, like, showing off everything. You know, just a little like, bit of side boob. Come on in. You I know? just burped, by the um, way. I'm sorry. It's disgusting. And there was a picture of one model and she like was standing and she was like looking all coy and she's showing her back and like looking at the camera, like twisting her neck. And then there's a guy next to her. And I looked at that guy and I'm like, who is that? I have an early childhood memory of this man and I don't know who he is, but I remembered him. I picked his face out and I was like, I know you. So I watched that video literally four times to try to screenshot it because it only showed up for like a second, like half a second this dude showed up. And I finally got the screenshot, and I was reading, like, scrolling through this magazine to try to figure out what this guy's name was. Have you ever heard of Robbie Williams? Yeah, he's a singer in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when I was... I don't want to rock. I was just going to get to that. That was literally one of my... I don't know when I was... What year I was, but I remember watching that music video because I was, oh, at, honey. I was at one of my babysitter's houses and they had um, a VHS that they had like a whole TV show recorded on. And no, you can't play it. I'm not. I'm not. You're just going to look it up? No, I just want to show you yeah. that I have in my iTunes on my phone, I have Robbie Williams' song, Angels, uh, Sexed Up, Handsome Man, Heaven From Here, Kiss Me, and rock DJ. Yeah. So I was a I was I were not, you a fan? A, not a Robbie Williams fan because it's only like some of his like songs here and there. Yeah. But, but you knew of him. I knew of him and I knew of that music yeah, video. So that music video was recorded on this, this VHS, VHS that your friend had. And it was my babysitter. Your babysitter? Um and it was like it happened to be in between whatever show they were watching. Um and I watched that music video. When I was younger, and I remember rewinding it again and again and again, like because in the stressed. middle of the night, like literally in the middle of the night when everyone was out of the room, when no one knew I was watching it. I don't even know how I stumbled across this VHS, but I would watch that music video again and again and again because he stripped in it. Yep. And that was like one of the early moments where I was like, I am for sure one of these homosexual people. I just don't know how to parse through this. Yeah. And. That I remember when I finally like got on Google. I remember I was looking up like <laughs> I was looking up like Robbie Williams, Robbie naked, Williams, Robbie Williams, but Robbie Williams penis, like all these stupid Google all the things. Good things, and then like deleting the search histories so that my parents wouldn't know that, that <laughs> I was looking up. I definitely enjoyed watching that music video for the same for the same reason. reason. But, I was but then he like, rips his flesh off and, and then, then it, it gets kind, weird. And, yeah, it kind of turned me off at that point. But something about it reminds me of Altered Carbon. Oh, uh, the aesthetic, You know what I mean? Yeah. The aesthetic is very Altered Carbon now. I don't um, want to rock. But I wanted to ask, DJ. do you have any, like, crazy or out of out of the ordinary, like, early childhood gay experiences that you were like, oh, 
That's why I'm a homosexual. Because <laughs> um, that was one of mine. I have a few. I always say my earliest memory where I knew I was, I should have known I was a homosexual was at an Angels game. And I was very young. You told me that story. And I, I don't remember how young I was, but I was young. And um, if you if you're not of the um, male variety, it's a little saucy. Is what it is. Is what it is. Um, But um, the in the men's bathrooms of Angel Stadiums, the urinals there are just like a big trough urinal. Mm -hmm. Which side note, I could not pee in a urinal until I think my second year in college. I still have a hard time. I get a lot of anxiety about peeing in a restroom with other people. Yeah. I I, it, I could not pee in urinals until I was 19, probably. Um, but anyways, um, so it was very, it was busy, obviously. So, you know, wall-to-wall dudes peeing in the urinal. And I remember, and I turned to go, and the very handsome, very tall man next to me was peeing, obviously. And you noticed. And I noticed because... Of other things. His appendage was... You're making this not safe for work. I put an explicit warning on it. It's fine. <laughs> it's two gay guys. They should know that this stuff's going to come up eventually. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Um, his appendage was particularly impressive. And I just remember thinking, that's really nice. Not like a sexual thing because I was a kid, but just like a, that's nice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I imagine at some point all, you know, heterosexual men see, you know, breasts and think, those are nice. Mm-hmm. And it was the same feeling for me. From there, um, I would say it was my fascination with the underwear section. In um, I used to be obsessed with the underwear section. Anytime we would get new underwear, this is really gross. <laughs> we, anytime my parents would give me new underwear, you know how it, like, came in the packaging? Mm-hmm. I would take that packaging and I would, like bring it into my bedroom and, like, look at it in the middle. I wouldn't do anything. I would just look at it. And I was so baffled. Like, why why do I feel these things? Why is this man with the rippling pectorals and six-pack so beautiful? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I did the same thing. Because they used to, underwear used to have, um, it was a clear packaging, Mm -hmm. and then the... The insert. The insert. It had a cardboard insert that was the man in the his man. underwear. Mm-hmm. And I would keep those as well. I think I actually, like, cut the, like, sides off and, like, cut the cutout I out of too. a couple and kept them. I cut some of the men out, too, and I just... Would... And I hid them under my mattress. I, I hid them under my mattress, too. Um, I don't think I had any other, like, really, like... I just had a latent memory pop up. Oh, no. I was at a pool in third grade, and this man was showering completely nude in... The, the public shower area and I had to go to the bathroom and I happened to go back there and I saw him and it like freaked me out because it was like a stranger danger like completely naked yeah and I remember I left back to the pool but then my intrigue brought me back and I was like but I just need to look and I don't know if that was me as a child like early warning signs or me as a child just being confused by nudity because I was so unexposed to it not repressed I was just not exposed to it Mm. because it's not something that like you need to be exposed to as a kid but a lot of kids my age at that time had watched Titanic 
And they already had... I don't know if Titanic was out at that time, actually. I can't remember. But, like, people were watching Titanic. People were watching adult movies when I was a little kid. So they had been exposed to a level of nudity. Because nudity was pretty prevalent in the 90s in movies. It is. Do you know what's funny about... That you mentioned Titanic? Is another way I should have known I was gay is when I saw Titanic, I... I remember feeling that sense of, like, when you're young and you see, like, nudity or something, and it's that feeling of, like, I'm not supposed to see this. Mm -hmm. I remember feeling that awkward, uncomfortable feeling, but it was never because, (gasps) boobs. Mm -hmm. Like, even as... Oh, a half-dressed man. Actually, my problem with Titanic was that there was not more (laughs) male nudity. (laughs) And that's that, my problem all the time. And that it was just in adult Kate Winslet's very lovely boobs. Um, but that should have also been a warning that I was a homosexual. I'm trying to think of my heading. I know that like when we went to the beach, I would always like kind of watch like mm-hmm. the very attractive shirtless guys when I was younger. You know, I will still stick to this to this day. Is that I still think I have some bi curious tendencies because I've never been oh. turned off by a woman's body. I just am very particular about what I find super attractive. That's fair. Because I would totally, if the circumstances allowed me to, I think I very easily could have married a woman and been with a woman long term. But it would have been a very particular type of woman. Because I'm... A very I don't special know. kind of lady. Is that does it, is that bad to say? No, like, it would I just have to be like, a very open-minded, freewheeling... Because I'm very into... Woman. I'm very attracted to men. Most men. Like, of almost all body types. Uh, like, I don't have any, like, racial preferences or anything. But when it comes to women, I'm very particular about the aesthetic. And even, like, the <laughs> I personality. I can only date aesthetic women. It sounds bad to say. But it's like, I am more attracted to men than I am to women. But I do have some bi tendencies. You're not all the way over on the Kinsey scale. Is what exactly. You're me. I had a roommate. Remember, I was told you about that. He was like, man, I'm happy that you came out. I'm happy that you're gay. He was like, you know, when I, I think I'm like probably like a three on the Kinsey scale. Like, who doesn't love penis? That's still one of my favorite things to this day when I came out. Who doesn't love penis? Because I was talking to someone the other day about coming out. Um, I was talking to Sarah, actually. Um, and I, I didn't go into full specifics of it because it's, it's a long story. It's but sorted. It's sorted. And I didn't have a great coming out experience. My coming out experience was pretty horrible. And I lost a lot of my friends. But Jacob was, like, one of the nicest people about the whole situation. Not, Not you. Another Jacob, who I was living with at the time. He was... Just so cool and chill about it. Yeah. And, like, he was, like, so open. And, like, everyone else, with the exception of Lauren. Like, Lauren was more... Lauren's my best friend, by the way. Lauren was just confused because I had never told her before. And I think she felt more hurt. Like, why didn't you trust me with this sooner? Um, But, like, she was happy for me. Yeah. That I was, like, being honest and open. But I think it was more just, like, why didn't you tell me? Like, if you, yeah, if you knew this for so long, why, you why are you just something? now telling me? I wouldn't have said anything before. And it was like, when I told her I thought you wouldn't be my friend anymore, it was kind of like, you stupid, dumb man. You why do you think I wouldn't be friends with you? Bitch. Um, 
But a lot of people were like that. A lot of people were very like, oh, I don't know if I can be your friend. Like, I'm very weird about this. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm not attracted to you, dude. Like, I'm literally not at all. You know, I hate to make any sorts of stereotypes, but why is it that most truly aggressively straight men, not all, but most of the ones I have encountered, their biggest problem is they're then afraid that the gay guy that they, this person who is gay is going to hit on them. It always fascinates me. That's always the thing. They're like, what if, what if you think I'm like, what if you're like, hit on me? Like, well, you're not that cute. So right? there was one post that said, <clears throat> it was like a blog post and it said, straight men are afraid of gay men treating them the way that they treat women all the time. Yeah. Yep. And it was like, that's so on the nose. And mm-hmm. I don't know, that's not true for everyone. That's, I feel like that's true for the guys who are very uncomfortable by it. Yes. Because I feel like I've interacted with a lot of straight guys who enjoy the attention. Oh, yeah. And um, Adrian used to tell me all the time, if a gay guy thinks that I'm attractive, that means I'm like the hottest guy on earth. It's true. He was like, because women won't always tell you if they think you're attractive, but a gay guy will tell you if you're attractive. We will. And Jesse says it all the time, too. Yeah. He says that all the time. Oh, I'm yeah. like referencing all these people who nobody knows. But like he literally says it all the time. He's like, man, I love gay guys. They'll tell you if you're attractive. They'll tell you if you're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it, I mean I'm not going to go and tell some straight dude like, hey, you're kind of hideous. I would never be attracted to you. You're a freaking beast. <laughs> but I will definitely tell. Way. I will definitely tell a straight guy when I think he's attractive. Oh, for sure. Oh, and for a lot sure. of them enjoy the attention. A lot of I've them had do. so many straight guys like be overly flirtatious with me, and it's it, I don't not enjoy it, but it's just strange to me because I'm like, but you could not be persuaded. Like, yeah. If if all the women on Earth died tomorrow in an apocalypse, and I was the only one left, like on this Earth, and like you were feeling a certain type of way. You would not do anything with me. You would go into a, a, a dark room by yourself before you did anything with me. Like, I you know, would be the last option. I don't know if I agree with that because it's amazing what straight guys will do. Okay. When they want... Something. Something. <laughs> something, something. Something, something. But I don't know. I It's always just... Like, there are certain types of guys that I feel like that would be the case. Sure. But then they're super flirtatious. Yeah. I and think... I, it confuses me. I think... I know... For us, for sure, like, where we work, we have a lot of guys who are just, they're comfortable with the idea of homosexuality and gay guys and you know, all of it. And it's wonderful. So I, I, I know at work, we have a lot of guys, straight guys, who just love the attention we give them and kind of, you know, Even before, play tennis. Like, when little. I was working at Target, like, I, there were... There were, I had, like, two coworkers that were very oh, flirtatious. I think it's also... And that was in Azusa, where it was, like, a very Christian population because of the school. Yeah. Part of me feels like it's a little bit of, like, the flip side of it when you have the gay male-straight woman relationship, mm. where it's kind of that thing of where that playful flirtatious, you know... I flirt with Jasmine all the time. I think it's that thing where, like, for the girl, it's a fun way to, like flirt and to let it out and even though like physically technically speaking something could happen Mm -hmm. but because of your individual preferences not being compatible 
nothing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So what this is is just it's playful flirting. Yeah. Even if on like you know on the girl's part maybe because I feel like more often in those straight girl gay guy relationship I feel like it's more often than not it's the straight girl who probably wouldn't mind it if their cute gay friend decided to try it with women and picked them to be the mm-hmm. one. That's a stereotype, but it it's because it's true. Um, I know plenty of straight women who have literally told me that before. So I think I think it's that same thing with straight guys who are comfortable with all of it, is that it's that thing where they're like, well, I'm not actually going to sleep with this person. I'm not actually going to fool around with them. And they know that. But and I know that. And I know that. We both know that it's never going to progress beyond the flirting. But it's this like, but this is somebody I can just flirt with. And I, I can, know that I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry like, about the if repercussions. If you flirt with someone you actually do like, if they don't flirt back, then you feel like, oh, I just got shot in the face. Or right. if they're a freak and you flirt with them and don't realize that they're a freak, then they could like stalk you to your car and try to get Ooh. your name and your last name and like your phone number and like show up at your house one day and be like, hey, can I meet your parents? And you then know, it's, yeah, and then it's also you know, the more casual side of it is like, there's no expectation that this flirting is going to lead anywhere mm-hmm. because the rules have been set. Like, I don't have to do anything for this. Whereas when, when you have a, you know, a heterosexual guy, a heterosexual girl, a gay guy, two gay guys, two gay women, like when the flirting happens, like this leading to somewhere is more of a possibility mm-hmm. So it's easier. Or what is your intention of this flirting? And, Where do you yeah, want is this, this to just, go? Is this just us having fun, or is this us leading back to my bedroom? Or and there's there's more expectation, there's more possibility. Whereas when the expectations are set from the get go, like I'm the gay, you're the straight. <laughs> this is purely this is play acting. Yeah, this yeah. This is fun. You know, maybe on the straight girl's part, flirting with her gay friend, maybe she does want to sleep with him deep down, and maybe it is a little more wishful thinking Mm. maybe with the gay guy and the straight guy it's it is wishful thinking it is you know kind of just dipping into the waters of darien lake um (laughs) but it's not every single case dipping your toes into the fantasy of the you know bagging the unattainable Mm. but for the most part it is just fun and i appreciate guys who understand that and don't freak out from it Mm -hmm. because it's fun because it's it's nice and it's also nice to have to, to practice the flirting because flirting is fun. Who doesn't? Uh-huh. Who doesn't love penis? Who doesn't love flirting? <laughs> Everybody loves to people just who be, are bad at it. Don't it's like flirting. True. People who are bad at it don't like. I'm flirting. bad at flirting. I'm but, horrible at it. That's why I can flirt with Jasmine and like make stupid, silly comments about whatever. And it's not even like that. I'm truly even ever flirting with her. But it's like I can't if I am saying something. Like, I had one particular instance where I was talking to someone. And I think I told you about this. And I was like, I feel very attacked. And he said, you wish I was attacking you right now. I literally went mush mouth. And I was like, uh, um, uh, uh, you've been reading my diary. And then I ran away. <laughs> I literally got up and I left. Because <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I'm horrible when guys flirt with me. See, com- horrible. comparatively, I have always been told I am a very flirtatious person. Mm, you are. And I've come to accept it in my old age that I am... A flirtatious person, and I do enjoy the act of flirting. I mm-hmm. think it's fun. I think it's silly. So having that situation where you have a straight guy, and you know it's just the flirting, it's just the fun side of it. There is just something fun about just getting to flex that muscle and mm-hmm. just 
do that banter. It's banter, yeah. really. It's you know, it's it's suggestive banter, maybe, <laughs> but it is it is fun, and it's yeah. it's it. I enjoy it. I, I love. I'm loving this concept. This concept. I'm really good at flirting online or like in a chat room type setting. Back in my online whoring days, in a textual I situation, used to just flirt it up with people all across the universe. And I was very good at a it. But then if film. you put me in in front of someone and tell me to flirt with them, I could not do it if you paid me to do it. It'd be like Aja in the acting in that school acting challenge where it like was supposed to be just kissing and it turned into tonguing. That would literally be me. Like I go from zero to one hundred in like moments because I can't flirt and I'm like, let's just skip all this nonsense and let's go right to the let's, let's just go the, right to the tongue. Let's skip the conflama and go straight to the drama. Exactly. I'm horrible. And by the drama me. I mean my underpants. Exactly. <laughs> um so one last thing before we move into our drag race corner because I I feel like you're itching to get like get there. Um I'm trying to I'm just trying to like keep this under an hour this time because oh, sure. I think we went like an hour and ten yeah, minutes in the last one. And I kind of want to land in a comfortable, like, 30 to 45-minute range. Okay. For now. Well, we're going over that right now. <laughs> um, so the other thing that happened this week is I tried making tamago yaki, which if you don't know what that uh, is... Um, it's, it's my life. It's kind of like an omelet, right? Like, it's, in Japan? Or yeah. It's, okay. It's, so a, it's a Japanese omelet. It's a Japanese square-type omelet. You use a square pan... And you pour down a little bit of your egg mixture. A thin and in layer. this egg mixture, there's a little bit of sugar, and then there's some soy sauce. And then... Mirin as well as if you mm-hmm. have it. You cook that, and then you roll it into, like, a sushi roll, kind of. It's and then you leave roll. that roll on one corner of the pan. You put more egg down. You wait for that to cook. And then you take the roll that you already have, and then you roll that with the egg mixture. And you keep layering it like yeah. a like a like a crepe like a crepe exactly um it's a, and I, it's a japanese omelet crepe. crepe yeah and it's really crepe delicious omelet. um it's supposed to be a little runny in the center but that's also with japanese eggs which are super fresh so you have to like <clears throat> make it a little more firm here in in america um so i Ooh. made tamagoyaki or i tried to um i put way too much soy sauce you I put did. a lot of soy sauce. Um, and I put brown sugar because I didn't want straight sugar. And I actually really like the brown sugar. But anyways. So, like, I made this. And I didn't take a picture of it because it looked vile. And I just ate it. It was very brown. It was very brown. Because I put a lot of soy sauce. It, and I put it, yeah. way too much. So. I think it's only supposed to be a tablespoon like, of soy sauce. Like, it's not supposed to be much. And I just kept going, like, glug, 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 glug. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. But it was just a lot of soy sauce. So, anyways. I sent a message to my friend Aika, who lives in Japan. And I was like, Aika, I tried making tamagoyaki, but I put too much soy sauce. And she responds, you're not supposed to put soy sauce on it. And I'm like, I didn't put it on it, I put it in it. She goes, oh, okay, then you're fine. She was like, yeah, maybe just scale back next time. And I was like, it didn't look good. It was really brown. And then she sends me this shady, shady lady, sends me a picture of this beautiful tamagoyaki and she goes, this is how it's supposed to look. And I'm like, thank you, Aika. I understand that's what it's supposed to look like. It's supposed to look like the ones I make. No, it looked... The picture she sent me was, like, <laughs> food... Sh- like, a chef. Like, chef-style chef tamagoyaki. Tamagoyaki. Beautiful tamagoyaki. 
Well, and I just felt so attacked. I feel that. Ica's so shady. She, I love Ica. I, I love her, her so much. But, like, sometimes she, like, the way that she says and does things, it's so shady. And I think she knows she's being shady. But she, she acts like she's not. And I love her so much. And I miss her. I miss her, too. I want to see her. I hope they come. They're not planning on coming anytime soon because um, Kasumi's really busy with her nail technician stuff. Because mm. I think she just got her first license. She has... Like, one more class to finish. I just desperately want her to do my nails. Like, I low-key want to just save up and then, like, try to go at the end of this year. If we can. (sighs) Okay. We should talk about um, our Japan trip next week. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Because we haven't... Like talked about that. At we all. haven't. We should. We, we should. made videos about it, but we didn't really like, talk about it. Yeah. All right. Well, next week we'll be all Japan all the time, mm-hmm. as our life usually is. All right. So let's get into our drag race recap, victory lap, conflama drama, mama, mama Thera Rusical. No, Farmer Rusical. Farmer Rusical. We didn't say Thera. that in the video. Uh, we didn't. <laughs> Oh, well. Hey, welcome. If you watched the video, we messed up. Yeah. So I mentioned in the video that what I particularly liked about this episode was that in season two of Drag Race, there was a country challenge. There was like Yee-haw! chicken or what. And if you've never watched season two, the mini challenge was they had to eat a bucket of food, but they didn't know what was in it. And it was either chicken or, or what? what. There was a lot of really gross stuff in it. A couple girls could not make it through. There was a lot of drama. Um, and then they did this weird, like, Crisco oil chicken. Crisco butter chicken. Something water. that they had to, like, pedal. They, they did, like, an acting challenge. They had to sell the chicken. Yeah. Um, and there was, like, a, and then I think there was a country runway, too. That was the one where Mystique went home. Yes. And Pandora was close to the bottom. Um, anyways, so that was in season two. And country then realness has been two. the downfall of many a queen. It has been. I know it's episode two of season 10 and they did a country mini challenge, which was so out there and so weird that my only logic is that they were referencing season two because in episode one, they referenced Dragon of Dime. Or it could just be that Rue has this new country gallop, maybe ride, ride your horse cowboy and song. And he knew that Trixie was going to win Drag Race. And so. maybe it's that. And maybe it's just that marketing thing where... Rue does the cha-cha bitch with A.B. Soto, so yeah. we're going to feature it in the episode. I would love it, though, if, if you are correct and they're going to reference an episode, a season like every episode. Like, next episode, they'll reference season three, and then in episode four, they'll, represent, they'll reference season four. Like, if... I think my, there's there should be about ten episodes, right? Yeah. So ten they could, before the finale. They could. So they could do one from every single episode, and then the top... The tenth episode would be the top four challenge. Because, um, I, okay, so, like, if, if they do that, my choices for episode three would be something referencing the cake challenge, the wig challenge, where they had to make an outfit out of wigs, um, or, like, Q&N, or the space challenge. Like, that could be, like, runway, it could be main, it could be mini, like, anything on those lines, I would yeah. be okay with that. And then for season four, I would love if they did, like, Rupocalypse again, that could be yes. a runway, and that would be so... Cool. Or um, the boat challenge, the pride challenge would be pretty cool to reference. Yeah. I can tell you what I want for season nine. 
Yeah. I want I want episode nine to reference season nine by honoring such a allure and doing a bald runway. Oh, that'd be fun. Where they give them all bald caps. Yeah. And they have to do a bald runway. That would be sickening. That would be. That would, that would be, be so sickening. Amazing. I would love to see that. I think something for season seven would be really cool to do another Death Becomes Her because that was such a fun runway. Yeah. That would be so cool. And I would love if they did the roast of RuPaul for referencing season five. Yeah. Because I feel like that needs to come back. But then they could do another roast of Michelle Visage because she has said that she wants another one because she said season nine's was horrible. She deserved... It was not... It wasn't the one we deserved. But or it was wanted. one we got. It was one... Yeah, we got. But we did not deserve nor wanted. I would love that. That would be... Wouldn't that be so cool? That would be great. Um, Even if it wasn't the main challenge. If it was just like runway inspired or mini challenge inspired, I would be so about that. I would be about it. I wanted to talk a little bit more about um, sort of the storylines we're getting this season. And particularly um, the Vixen. Mm -hmm. Um, I mentioned it in the video, kind of being painted as the villain of the season. Um, Because she is, she's just going in and she's, she's poking at all the sore spots. She's digging up all the tea. She's throwing things back at people's faces. So particularly Aquaria and Miss Cracker. Aquaria and Miss Cracker. And I'm wondering like, I wonder how much of that is like her just and how she is or if that's a little bit of, you know, the producers being like, you, you're outspoken. Bring this up again. If she's, like, manufacturing a little bit of drama. Yeah. Either way, I'm here for the messiness of it. Um, for sure. I just don't love that she, it's not her business. It's not. But also, it's good. It is good television. And honestly, like, it's been hard, I think, the last two seasons having this very neutered drag race where mm. because I feel like everybody was trying so hard not to offend anybody not to upset anybody yeah. not to you know not to be Fifi O'Hara mm-hmm. basically I think that's the fear that runs through almost everyone's mind at this point when they get onto the show is I just don't want to be the Fifi O'Hara mm-hmm. of my season where everybody hates me yeah you know after I after the show airs so I feel like you know Roxy teetered right on the edge in her season which is why she was so calm and so nice mm-hmm. in All Stars to the point where she was almost a little boring. Um, but this season, they they just don't seem to care about shading each other yeah. and about. And I mentioned it before. I love that. I love that we're getting that again. I loved um, in the Untucked. I loved when they were still shading Monet for her sponge dress. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the It was entire. a pretty horrendous think, dress. And I think, Did you see Yua's recreation of it? No, I didn't. So she made like a full gown that like hit the floor and it had sponges all over it. It was really pretty. She's selling it at the moment. She's raising money for charity for like um, like a gay homeless shelter. Good for her. It's a really beautiful dress. And she had the onk on just because. Onk, onk. Um, but no, I think it was Monet. Not Monet. It was... um. Asia, I think, yeah, who was like, I think your team should be in the bottom just because of her sponge dress from last week. <laughs> and I laughed so really hard. Funny. And then when um, it was Monique had her breakdown and was crying mm-hmm. and Monet's just like, you need a sponge girl? And Monique's like, you just found that on the floor. 
Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> just that, that sort of cattiness. Not necessarily a malicious cattiness. They just, just seem like they're having fun. They seem, they do, this seems the most, we're going to have fun with this season. Yeah. That we've had in a while. And they also have a really good chemistry together. They do all have great chemistry. It helps that a lot of them are New York queens. And it's just fun. It's fun to watch. And I'm glad we have that this season because I feel like, if things had kept going the way, like, season nine did, I don't know, like... How invested you would be. I wouldn't be very invested, but I'm really invested. This season is giving me flashbacks to early Drag Race season. Like, season three. Two, three, four. Those... Even five. Those seasons were, I like, would say three, four, five. I don't think two had a lot of, really, queens that I cared much about. I just loved Jujubee. Sure. But then you had Tyra... And, I oh, but I mean, Jessica Wilde is great. Jessica Wilde, Raven, Juju. Morgan was still in her bad attitude at the time. And then you had Mystique. But and you then Yara. No. No, Yara was three. Yara was three. Well, no, I'm bro. drunk. And then, um, what's her, what's her face? Oh, God, what was her name? Uh, Nicole Page Brooks from Atlanta, Atlanta Georgia. Georgia. Like, I don't particularly think all those queens were super, like, lovable. You're and right. Tatiana was really muted at the time, too. She Tatiana was. was just a boring 19-year-old kid. You're right. Or 20-year-old right. kid, okay, however so old she was. The level of entertainment in seasons three, four, and five. Yes. I'm feeling, I'm feeling that vibe now. Where, like, I don't think I would ever go back and rewatch season nine. I don't even know if I would... I, Sasha won't even watch it. I was watching an interview with her, and she said that it gives her trauma flashbacks, that she can't watch it. Awkward. I don't think I would even rewatch season eight, but... I don't let... Out of all the seasons, my one of my least favorites is six. Oh. I really I don't like six. Forget six. I love Adore. I love Jocelyn. I love Trinity. Bianca, you know, like... Yeah. But I just don't love the challenges in Six. I don't like any of the runways. Yeah, that's fair. It's just like Six is one of the... And Seven. Seven and Three are my favorites. I I re, I would rewatch Three all the time back when it was on Netflix. All the time. And Seven is great because it has Katya. Uh, and Ginger was like at her peak. Like... Yeah. As far as the show goes, like... And that, you know what? Miss Fame with all of her. Miss Fame. How is your head? It's fine. <laughs> fine. Chickens. It'll make sense later. Um, yeah. And I think it was, that's something I missed, was that ginger spice where it's, it's somebody, you know, being like, saying all their shady things, but saying it to the other queen's mm. faces. Not just being a shady bitch in the confessionals. Yeah. That's what has been missing the last couple of seasons. Is somebody who's willing, multiple someones who are willing to just say it. Say to, it how it is. Say it how it is to everyone's face, to their face. Um, and I, I'm i just really excited for the season. I think this is also going to be a very hard emotional season. I'm already emotional every single exit that happens. Because I honestly, I can't think of anybody like, I mean, I don't know if I'll be terribly upset when Eureka leaves, to be perfectly honest. And I am saying when. Sorry about it. Um, I don't think she's totally invested. I think I think she's still working through too much from having to leave uh, nine. That I don't think she. Which is unfortunate that she can't get out of her head. She's had a year to get out of her head. Yeah, 
and it, it's unfortunate that she's letting that get to her, but maybe she should have been brought back for season 11. Like, maybe she needed mm. a little more time. Um, but other than her, because I, I almost feel like it would be better for her to leave the show. Yeah. Um, for her own mental health. I, I'm going to be really upset when all these queens leave. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like every single elimination is Yara Sophia breaking down. Yeah. Every single one so far. I mean, there's only been two, and I'm already acting like I've gone through the worst things ever. Like, I've, it's, they're that emotional. And I'm, I have never had an emotional connection to the eliminations. Like I've been this. really upset with a lot of eliminations. Like, I was mad yeah. that Thorgy got eliminated over Derek. I was, like, very upset, like, of various queens over the years. Yeah. But I've never been truly, like, oh, my gosh... I feel so bad. Like, I legitimately felt so bad for Vanessa. Yeah. And I feel so bad for Calorie. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. So this is going to be an emotional season, I think. But I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm excited for it. Because I think mm-hmm. it's going to be... I think it might be one of the best seasons. It's shaping up to be. It's shaping up to be. As long as it doesn't be. take any U-turns. I know. As long as we don't have another Bendela knifing herself, we'll be fine. Or even just the challenges becoming unfortunate. <laughs> or unfortunate challenges. We'll see. Because I feel like Nine started out pretty strong and then just kind of got worse. It's true. But even then, Nine never really had very fun, exciting stuff happening in the workroom. Yeah. It just sort of petered along. And then it had lackluster challenges. to. Bring. You mean Shay and Nina weren't giving it to you? All that drama? That wasn't drama. That was just annoying. <laughs> that was obnoxious. And I hate it. You're but not loving this concept. I was not loving that concept. But I am loving the concept that is season 10. <laughs> All right. So I think that's going to be it for this episode. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Japan next week. This was fun. I appreciate that we went into this episode. And then I didn't really have anything planned. And we just ended up talking about flirting with straight boys gay experiences gay experiences the, the gay me- experience my the gay experience that's gonna be my musical. memoir title the gay experience yeah with like three accent marks the gay experience <laughs> the gay exorcism the exorcism of Emily Gay the gay Gosh. exorcism of Emily Rose one woman struggle <laughs> With demons. <laughs> with demons. <laughs> with the demons of heterosexuality. <laughs> and yeah, it. next week we'll be back and we're going to talk about our trip to Japan, which I'm very excited about. I'm super excited about that. I'm glad I'm glad that this concept came into our minds. <laughs> Thank you, Aika, and your shady comments about Jeremy's... Tamango Yaki. Tamango Yaki. <laughs> That's what I am. She was for. like, make sure to send me pictures next time you do it. And I'm like, I probably won't because it's going to look like garbage. Probably won't it's going to make fun of me. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast was not sponsored by anyone. <laughs>